Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Max Rayner. Welcome. Hello, thank you very much for having me. It's been a been a long time. Um, I've, I think, well, I, I was thinking today how how long I've known you for, and I think we probably first met about six years ago. So I've watched this come from conception to reality, and uh, I wondered when I'd be joining you on this. Actually, probably I wasn't wasn't probably quite big enough compared to some of your guests at the beginning, but I guess we're getting there. You know, it's really funny. That seems to be a, a running, I don't know, what's the word? Like people seem to think that, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to contact Amy because I don't feel like I'm worthy to be on the show. Absolute rubbish. This show is all about people from all walks of life doing all different things. And yeah, I'm delighted that we've got you on because again, likewise, I followed your journey and seen it all the way through from sort of idea to fruition. So it's about time that we have this conversation. I'm really looking forward to sharing it with everyone. Yeah, me too. So like I said, thank you. Thanks so much. So what is it you're focusing on at the moment, Max? We are having one of those changing years I think I think a lot of people are at the moment though um last year the conversation was very much oh yeah everything's going great and did you know everyone had just come out of COVID and being paid on furlough and just were happy to be out and about but obviously the last I would say six months um the whole economy has changed so rapidly that I think the majority of people are having to adapt and, and move um, at the moment and we're actually lucky enough to be a small enough company to be agile enough to do that um, so quickly um, but just to give you a little bit of context so um, back in 2017 I started a property development slash investment company with my best friend Alex who I'm sure we'll be talking about a little bit later because your podcast is focused on why and uh, there's a story there as to why we do what we do Um, And we very much started off like everyone else did, wanted to get into property. We'd already had a little bit of experience. I owned a few buy-to-lets and a flat. And we took a property training course that we paid for. And I will say a good training course at that. Um, I I do hear of some controversy over the the training course topics. Um, And we're actually hoping to change that. That's another topic for later. And we went out and did what everyone else did, which was just start investing in HMOs, which I think six years ago, if you didn't, if you sort of knew a little bit about property and you had a few buy-to-lets, that was the next thing to do to to sort of realize a little bit more return on, on your money. Then COVID hit and we had 
time to reflect. Um, and I will say that we, uh, and this is probably a big turning point in, in, in regards to what we're doing now. I knew that our why was important. Um, but to be honest with you, I was, and we were upon reflection solely focusing on ourselves and making enough money to quit our jobs and, our benefit was at the center of our business. And then we suddenly realized that we weren't enjoying it because of that, because we'd lost sense of why we were doing what we were doing in the first place. And if your why isn't strong enough, then you won't enjoy what you're doing and it will become frustrating and you won't want to get out of bed to do things. Um, so our company, Stuart Clinton Property, was actually set up in the name of our late fathers. So my dad passed away when I was 16. Alex's dad passed away when he was 22. We've been best friends from school and we felt it was fitting to name a company in their uh, legacy, I guess. Um, and that is something that really that, that core value has helped us get through the hard times when, you know, you're, you're viewing properties on rainy days, you're getting gazumped, you're, um, the solicitors aren't replying or someone pulls through doesn't pull through and what they said they're going to do um but yeah so so covid was it was a big reflection period and we realized that actually this was becoming frustrating we were getting frustrated because we were only focusing on money and you know our own benefit and then there was a massive sort of mental health crisis on the news there was a homelessness crisis um, and we reflected on what we were doing and that really resonated with us because losing our dads we um have had our own battles of that sort of thing and we realized that we could use our skills and expertise that we'd spent the last three or four years building up in property to to develop these lovely hmos to put to better use um so we decided that instead of how many properties we were going to have how much cash flow we were going to have any month how much profit we were going to have any month we focused on how many people we could help and we turned a whole business model to care and supported living focusing on mainly people with mental health issues to begin with um, and that's transformed into the whole industry now so we'll look at learning disabilities homelessness domestic violence um social housing the, the whole spectrum um and because of that it's um I would say in, in two years after we decided to do that, we tripled the size of our business because we took it from what we were going to get out of it, made a mission bigger than us, something that we are passionate about, something we could get out of bed for. Um, and now that's what we do. So we focus on housing the UK's most vulnerable people. Um, and we plan to reach as many people as we can get to for the foreseeable future and that's where we're at and that's a very long-winded way of what we're up to at the moment um but um yeah i'm just rolling with it <laughs> and it's so interesting max to to hear how legacy has been at the forefront you know it is it's, it's also a living legacy which is what yeah. i talk about a lot it's not just right now it's it's but it's purpose-driven is values based it's fulfillment focused not only for you but mm. for all the people that you're helping and you know it is people centered it's all of the things that i talk about all mm. the time in terms of what purpose can afford to all the parties that are involved yeah i agree and do you know what it's funny like people will let themselves down before they let someone else down 
Um, and in the back of our heads, when time gets times get hard, right? Like it will with every business. At the moment, times are particularly hard. You've got inflation crisis. You've got interest rates going up. The markets all over the place. You know, if if you have a purpose that is bigger than just your little situation, like what we're doing, which is at the end of the day, if, if we stop what we're doing because the market's hard and we're worried about our own situation, these people that need properties way more than us, that have experienced way more trauma than us, aren't going to get it. And when you see the smile on their faces, that's what makes you push through this. And then the second point is the the added layer of, of the fact that we're doing it in our dad's legacies, who are sadly not here to see what we've achieved. We can't let them down. You know, so there's the, it's almost like, yes, it's our company, but we feel like we're working for other people. Um, and I, yeah, I think that there has been so much power in that. And I wouldn't be sitting here with a company talking to you now six years later without those whys because I, I would have given up 100%. I would have given up COVID when it was hard. I'll be giving up now where it's equally harder um, if that wasn't driving me inside. And it, it is often the case with people who have come on the show that they are doing what they're doing as a result of a particular catalyst and it tends to be some life-changing event a death of of someone close or an illness uh, and you said you wouldn't be doing it had that not happened mm. you know and you can't change the way that that life has has happened and what's what circumstances you're now facing but you you would probably not be doing what you're doing no had both your father still been alive because right? i'd be because we would have been comfortable because we would have been looked after um so we learned i was 16 alex was 22 i learned what it was like to have you back against the wall i learned what it was like to have no other option but to move forward because well you we just didn't have like death and losing someone is the ultimate you do not have a choice whether you you move on or not you have to you're moving on. So having that resilience, I guess, built into us young, becoming the men of the family, you know, um, Alex has a sister and a, and a mum. I've got a sister and a mum feeling like that we had a responsibility to be there for them. We became boy to man overnight. Um, and that's definitely built up the resilience to push on, um, in the business, push on with, you know, outside of the business, day-to-day -day issues that arise with relationships, family, friends, you know, it, 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 it's, it's weird. I would, I would give back everything to have another conversation with my dad and just see him one more time. But then at the same time, more recently, as time goes on, I'm like, whoa, I've actually learned loads from this and I like who I am. Um, and I'm actually, I actually now, I'm grateful for experiencing that so early because I definitely wouldn't have the like, more of a balanced outlook on life and, and, you know, what it means to, to do what we're doing basically. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it, it really does. And I often hear people who have had some kind of illness, uh, let's talk about cancer, for example. And they said that actually, if they had the time again, they would have it again. Yes, they've survived, they've got through it. But of what it's given mm. them has been so much more because they've taken control. Like you, yeah. you talk about the responsibility element. 
the the resilience, the responsibility, but also the empathy that you have now got for others, for life itself, the understanding that you have. And it is that comfort, you know, mm. that you you know what it's like. You were talking about how people who are you're helping have experienced way more trauma than you didn't mm. finish that than than yourself. You know, but it's it's not a comparison. It's not no. something that you need to make to to then be able to say, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm in this position. I mean, yes, yeah. you are in a privileged position. I would say that I agree. you are able to help people. Yeah, I, I I agree. Privileged that we can help them for our company and what we've built, but also privileged to understand more than others about maybe what they're going through or you know. Um, I can I can help them when when other people would you know the support and living and care industries is actually rapidly changing and and um, there's a lot of areas of it that have been over the news recently about um, some providers not operating ethically or developers that have ripped a lot of profit out of it and um, that is changing um, and there's going to be more regulation around that and there and there very much should be um, but we don't cut corners and there's been times that we've looked at projects honestly and gone i don't know i don't think we're going to make any money out of this or you know this is this is getting a bit tight now and we actually came to the conclusion this is our first two care homes that we actually did end up making some money on we actually won some awards on them in the end but there was a period where it was looking tight timelines wise deadlines wise paying investors back wise and um we both looked at each other and were just like do you know what? Like, I know you said it's not a comparison, Amy, but we saw it as like, do you know what? These people are at their most vulnerable point. They're waiting for a home to get on a life skills program, to be given the opportunity to get back into society. The fact that we could just provide them with that, I genuinely, me and Alex sat in the office and we're like, we actually don't care if we make money on this or not now, because when we've been round to these places and we've seen their reaction, how grateful they are and the feedback from the families about how beautiful it is and that that's worth it that's worth more than money that that's what what gets me out of bed and wants really makes me want to grow my business um and it's funny because you've you've had a lot of conversations with people on this podcast and i think the main thing people need to to understand um a lot of people hear the message about how important the why is but until they actually realize their why that it's just in the back of their head but i promise you if you just chase growth and money and cash flow and profits i'm not saying that you have to i'm not saying you have your head in the sky and like just spend a load of money and make nothing because that's not going to work either but but actually um having a goal bigger than you is i believe the most powerful tool that you can have to to grow a business and make an impact on on whatever it is you're trying to achieve whatever industry you're in and the biggest thing that I get frustrated with is hearing people say, I don't know how to find my why. And um, I want to use this show to educate people that you don't find mm. it, you create it. Yeah. It's your responsibility yeah. to to build your purpose. Yeah. And I agree with you, but also like people do not think that you have when people, because people have said it to me as well. Now we're, you know, publicly operating a business and sorry, it's not publicly listed, but we're operating a business in public, uh, you know, across social media and podcasts and people will say, oh, you know, you're pretty lucky to to figure out your why. Like, like I'd love to do that. And, and I always say, 
just you you just need to set yourself a plan and a goal and start following it but it's okay for it to change it's okay for that to develop because i think most people think that they need to set out a goal and a plan as to why they want to do something, how they want to get there. And then that's it. And they have to follow that to the T. My why, our why, from the core value of why we do it is, is the same, but the, the whole picture changes every year and, and, and there's, there, there then becomes new whys and, you know, it's forever changing. And I, and I think that's okay. And that doesn't mean you failed. That just means that, um, you know, you've got to start somewhere. You've got to, to start taking steps forward in some way and, and just allow sometimes the process to, to complete the last part for you because it will click. And it doesn't really, from the majority of people, click straight away. Some people it will if you've got a sudden trauma or you're really pushed into a very uncomfortable position. For others, um, it might take a little bit more time. And that, that is okay. That's, you know, there's no, there's no blueprint to, to harnessing your why and, and finding your why, I don't think. No, I wouldn't say there's a, a blueprint that everybody can follow. I, I do have a a framework which sort of takes people on a, on a process, but as you say, it is constant. It's a circle. It you carry on round, mm. and it it is a case of purpose, plan, focus. Uh, but it as you're you're right that the change element there is not just the changes that you affect in mm. the world through your purpose, but it's a change that you, of yourself of mm. who you become, and therefore again you go on to doing slightly different things because you're not the same person as when you first start out in that process yeah it's like um bringing on to the following off from that and bringing on to the conversation about what we what we're actually doing now which is your original question at the start i probably gave you more of a background we've now developed and we're changing um because as our why was more about helping other people helping as many people we can get to we're now actually launching our own niche um, supported living and care, supported living and care, who's Claire? Supported living and care education platform. Now, I never in a million years when I was getting education thought that I would be doing that. But as our whys got bigger and stronger and the business has got motion and we've been accredited for it and we've won awards, we've had so many people. Um, contact us for consultancy for mentorship and really we don't have the time to actually give because we are still actively developing to try and fill our fulfill our own mission that is one of the issues that i do have with a lot of education providers is they do a couple of developments stop and then that's their main business um and they're not really current anymore but um instead of charging for consultancy and, and then taking us away from our mission we've now put everything we know into a 12 course online series geared towards support living and care of how you can get into that because it is hard, a hard industry to get into and create a community around that um raising the standards and then that will also help us to help more because hopefully that will have some momentum and and then people will be going out and doing what we've learned off the back of us. Now, I'm so excited to be launching that, but that was something that really only came into play probably about a year ago um, after um, we won some awards and people were contacting us and stuff. And that is the perfect example of how 
you can change and how your white can sort of develop and then a penny can drop and go hang on we're a two-man band doing property developments here um we get great feedback off what we're doing we love what we're doing um it's taken us a long time to to get into this industry and get to this point if we can now help other people to do it then we reach our goal quicker and i just find it crazy how um that can unravel and, and we've just embraced it because like i said six years ago that was not on the cards i was never going to do that i didn't even think that we would be in a position to be able to offer that um but the but we've just gone with it and it feels right and we're excited and um yeah it's a it's a nice change and um the sky's the limit of it really we're really looking forward to it what would have happened max if you hadn't had alex at your side oh jesus um i wouldn't be here i wouldn't be here um a lot of people say don't go into business with your best friend because um if it doesn't work out you can lose a friendship as well as a business partner now i agree with that to an extent but our bond was so strong we've known each other since we were five years old we've known each other we know each other inside out we've both lost the dad we've both been at each other's 18th birthday 21st birthday we've both been through first relationship breakups and you know everything we've been through together the trust is there the trust is there and you know is alex the best businessman in the world no am i the best businessman in the world no am i going to make mistakes yes is alex going to make mistakes yes um so but the fact that we trust each other we haven't even argued over a pound you know we haven't we respect each other's decisions we can disagree and constructively get over whatever we are needing to get over at that point and also um, allow the fact that yes, Alex is learning like me. We're, you know, we've been in property 12 years. We're still learning with the business has been running for six. He doesn't know anything. I don't know anything. So when a mistake's made from my side or his side, it, there's no blame point in there's no like, Oh, you know, that's where I think a lot of friction can happen. Or of course, trust issues and, and, you know, people taking more money out of businesses and that side of things. I actually feel bulletproof because, to me, again, that's the mo that's more important in in my business partner than um, you know someone that's necessarily twenty years down the line in experience or can bring someone else to the table. And our we we're also lucky enough that our opposing skills are just spot on. So Alex will tend to be on the more operation side. He knows how to deal with the building contractors the architects the project managers he knows about planning amy i can't even put a shelf up so we probably wouldn't have done our our first development um but then at the same time alex will like alex will say he's more of a home man he likes to be on his laptop taking his dog out for a walk can't be bothered to go out um you know in the middle of the week at nine o'clock in the evening maybe for a dinner or a meeting with with uh, a potential investor or or someone that we're building a partnership with. And I live and breathe that. I love it. So um, the opposing skill side has worked out really well as well. I think if we were quite similar, I don't think it would have um, it would have worked. Um, but yeah, I honestly, I wouldn't be here without him and I wouldn't want to do anything else without him again. Um, and I can't remember if I said to you, I think I went off, I'm quite good at going off on tangents. Um, we said to each other when we first started the business, and it's something that we stuck to, 
was because we value the importance of our relationship and the depth of it and what we've been through we would we would rather lose the business than our friendship and that is what has kept us going so this collaboration you talk you describe it as a two-man band and <laughs> is you're definitely going to reach your goal faster together and i love i love it i think it's really important and i think that's part of the the strength of purpose is not going it alone and when you find other people who you can share your journey with mm. it it means more it mm. it builds faster as you as you said mm-hmm. and that that collaboration piece is is a really key part that you you don't need to go alone we're not no. we're not designed to be individuals who do these things alone no. Our education does. It supports us yeah. to, you have to do this. You have to, you know, your work is your work. You can't work with anyone else. You know, don't copy anybody. Don't work with anybody. You've got to do it yourself. But actually, that's the way forward mm. is to be collaborative. But even if you say say you own a business by yourself, right? You still, you're 100% owner. You don't have a partner. If you look at the the businesses that operate that way, they still do heavily rely on other people. You can't, you know, it, it could be in a con- third party contracted way or a partnership. You, going it alone is almost this thing that people seem to have in their heads that that's what they want to do. But you need other people to, to, to help you grow, whether they're a business partner or not. Um, and, you know, some of the greatest entrepreneurs that you see on, uh, you know, television, you look at, Richard Branson, you look at Peter Jones, you look at those sorts of people, even some of the American um, entrepreneurs, they, there might be one, it might look like it's one person because you you only know the famous one, the spokesperson, but they've got partners, they've got people that they trust that, that, that grow their business. So yeah, I do think collaboration is important. And, and, and actually it's when you're first starting out is probably the riskier bit because you've taken a leap of faith and you know finances could be tight you might have taken a loan you might have borrowed off a family member to get you started or you might just be digging from scratch having someone else that's got your back that you know you will rise or you will fall with you know um really does help like we'll look at each other you know times like now like you know it's no it's no secret that the, the cost of living interest rates especially in property and you know, property values going down and the market all over the shop. It's scary. Um, and you know, we'll just look at each other and be like, well, at least we'll be uh at least we'll be in a cardboard box begging for coffee together as opposed to by yourself. You know, that's a little joke that we've got. And it, it, it that comfort goes a long way. It's like you you yeah, it's like you you ride or die together, I guess. So what have been the the high moments, the low moments for you, Max? Oh, that's a big question. That's a good question. We're not very good at celebrating the highs. Um, and it, especially in property, because the delayed gratification is such a long process from idea, concept, going out and viewing a property, purchasing a property, getting your plans done, going through planning, doing a refurb, getting all the finance set up, selling it or keeping it. It could be like a year to two years, if not longer. By the time it's done, we're already planning the next one and we run into the next one and we forget to give ourselves a pat on the back, um, a pat on the back 
to be like, oh, well done. So we're, we're always sort of, I guess, probably not, we're not negative people, but it always seems like we're focusing on, you know, we're dealing with a lot of lows and we forget to process the highs. Um, but our, I guess our highest moment for us was the penny drop in and finding our why back in COVID. I, we were just so excited and, and full of energy to, to, you know, not have to worry about our own situation and, and fully s- commit ourselves to, to the bigger picture. That was the biggest high. Like we were so excited to, to do that. And then looking back at it now, um, it still is a high and looking at where the business is going and, and the people we're helping the care homes that we're just finishing developing at the moment, that is a big high lows. Um, I would say, uh, what were the, what are the lows? People, just people letting you down. You know, I think the hardest thing is, is people, because property, not only we're a two-man band in a company, but you rely on so many variable factors like interest rates, markets, you know, the builder finishing on time, the planning going through, the the tenant or whoever you're letting or renting the property to or selling to, that falling through. Um, We had a big low um back around sort of october liz trust um announced so many budget that sent everyone a bit sideways and we had a we had a a sale agreed on on some developments that we were selling and it was a big deal for us uh, they're the biggest developments we've done and um the deposit was in legals from the buyer and everything was going great and then the market turned overnight they pulled out we were like, oh shit, um, <laughs> this isn't good. Cause it was so dead, sir, in our eyes with money and legals, contracts had been written up to all of a sudden that get wiped out. That was like, whoa, pressure's on. Cause developments are almost finished. You know, we've got investors to pay back. We've got, you know, financing loans to pay back. It was like a ticking time bomb for like, whoa, this is tough. Because now we, we we like to always try and give ourselves long time frames and you know a lot of contingency, a lot of plan B, C's, D, Z's, and F's. Um, so that was a low for about two weeks, um, racking our brains of of what we were going to do. But then what I will say is like, and again, this thing comes over us. Look at what our company's for. Look at what we're doing. Look at who it's named after. We've been through this before. It's not as bad as losing a, your dad. You know, no one's died. You're going to be all right. Um, and then we did actually end up navigating through it. Um, but yeah, I mean, property is such a slow moving beast, especially when we're purchasing ourselves and developing ourselves and then either selling or refinancing ourselves that it takes so much time to do. The lows are quick because they happen very fast, whereas the high can take a while because it takes time to do these projects and get them to where you want them to be. So the lows are quicker, whereas the highs, I would say, last for longer, but they happen more slowly, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And you you started by earlier by saying that in the COVID period, you were able to have this time to reflect. And yeah. I talk about reflections with actions a lot. And from what you've shared here today, what would you say, have there been any reflections with actions from this conversation that you could take forward? 
from just our conversation hear- yeah just by hearing yeah. yourself reflect on it now is there anything shifted or is it still the same for you yeah um and the reason i say that amy is because I, I do i think about this a lot um i i'm quite in my head with my thoughts and i'm constantly analyzing my performance i'm constantly checking in with myself to understand the decisions that i make and why i do what i do and i've got a big sort of whatever decision i make at the time because i know how my thought process works i don't look back and regret it i i made a decision at that time and i'm comfortable with that so i'm very much a an outward thinker as opposed to a, a think in the past sort of person um yeah we've made mistakes um but we don't we do learn from them and we don't do them again so i don't i don't hold back on on them um but i'm a very big runner and i'm a very big golfer and i go to the gym a lot and i'm not very good at meditation i'm not very good at just sitting on a bench and staring out into space to try and reflect but no matter what we're going through i don't drop my running my golf the gym and i'll do one of those things pretty much every day and that gives me the time i need to think to clear my head to reflect to pull away from situations um so i do think i'm i'm thinking about it all the time um so i no is the answer i don't think anything from this conversation suddenly made me go oh okay yeah i need to go back and change that or um i just yeah i just i'm one of those people that's thinking about it all the time and and that's great and it's it's often some people just don't take that time out mm. to to reflect on what they're doing and and they get caught up with the melee of life mm. and and that's where it, a lot of people yeah. were able during the covid period of the pandemic to ref- yeah. be able to reflect on what they were doing and shift their whole focus uh, yeah and and I, and you can see so much good in that look at how many new businesses have been started look how many people have have started pursuing what they wanted to pursue since covid i think it's been a great time for reflection it was hard but a lot of goods come out of it if you if you if you treated it in the right way but yeah i'd recommend that to everyone like you know i, I i'm around a lot of of successful business people in and in and out of property and i see a lot of them get so worked up in like I've got to work. I've got to work. I've got to work. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. 12 hour days, 14 hour days, laptop till one o'clock in the morning. And that one is not healthy because they don't reflect and they're getting so caught up in the moment. But two, you know, could cause burnout and all sorts of things. I would, you know, those days where you're on your laptop and everyone gets it, where the emails are coming in, phone calls are coming in, things are happening, the stuff you've got to deal with, you've got, you know, you, then you've got your own private life and your own admin and your own family and your own stuff to look after. And you're just like, oh, I cannot get any of this done. Now you're the human brain sort of like, well, then I don't have time for lunch. And like, there's no way I can pull away from my computer and do anything, but till get this done. When that happens, that is the best time to drop, go for a walk, go for a run, pull yourself to the gym for an hour, because I promise you, you'll come back to it an hour, hour and a half later, feeling calmer, you will have sorted in your head like a little priority list while you're going out and doing that. And I, I, I do that. I do that a lot. And I think it's what keeps us going, to be honest. Um, and it pulls you back to why you do what you do as well. Right. 
you know, why am I doing this? You know, okay, what's important? What's going to, what, what out of these things actually isn't a problem, but I'm just feeling overwhelmed. Um, what's our main goal? Why are we doing, oh yeah, we're housing vulnerable people. Okay. Oh yeah, we're doing it in, in our dad's names. Oh yeah, cool. Okay. So what, what's going to bring me further to that goal? How can I prioritize that? What matters? What doesn't? Um, and running, gymming, golf, whatever it is you think, bike, cycling, walking, reading, meditating. If you do that, I, I think um, it will help you to reflect and focus on your why every single day. And then that's what's going to push you forward. I think. Who knows? Who knows? Well, well you know. You know <laughs> because you know it works. And and it does work. You know, bring, taking yourself into that alpha brain frequency is that repetitive movement and and you know walking running and the gym does that it's the same with why people have those shower moments because of the the water the repetitive sound of of the water of yeah. being in that relaxed state it you do get the answers to to things that you've been sitting at your desk trying to work out so absolutely get yourself out, out and about and do things because yeah let, let's call them uh I don't know. It's it's taking yourself out of the yeah. situation, and that's something yeah. that you've been able to do a lot. You know, you, you've you you talk about how you are doing things differently from Alex. You know, he's the ops person. You're you're out there doing the social, raising the funds, and you know that, that having those opposing skill sets, knowing where your yeah. strengths lie, and also knowing what mode will you'll operate from exercise will help you to be mm-hmm. much better and yeah. Uh, yeah we health is important you know that's at the fore that's number one and i like i say whatever if, if you are literally having crisis mode at work that is the last thing you should give up is your 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 exercise your meditation your whatever it is you do to look after your health that is the time to fit to make sure you fully do those things it's more important to do it when the times are hard than when you're on coast mode um, because they will have an indirect impact on you and your decisions and your business in that moment. I say it and I'll say it again. Where will you live if you don't look after this body? In the ground, in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Max, thank you for sharing your focus on why it's been a a wonderful discussion and conversation. And I've really enjoyed you being able to share why it is you're doing what you're doing and why you're doing that alongside Alex. It's really special to hear the journey together. How would people get in contact with you? What's the best way for them to reach out? Okay. So yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our, our conversation. And I'm sure I'll catch up with you at the next event that I'll see you at at some point. Um, so we are more active on Instagram. So we own a property development company, Stuart Clinton Property. So you can see all of our projects on there. But actually, we've just launched the Supported Living Platform, which is our education platform and community. And they are also on Instagram and I believe TikTok as well. So that's the Supported Living Platform for the education side and that's Stuart Clinton property for the development side. And you'll probably see my personal comments if you wanted to follow me personally on there as well. Amazing. Well, they'll all go in the show notes that the listener can follow your work and follow what you're doing. And if they're interested, reach out and say, I'd love to hear more about this. So thank you. And we're always happy for people to reach out. So give us a comment, like message, whatever. Brilliant. 
Max, thank you for sharing again your your why. Do you have some final words for the listener, please? Yeah. So I guess this is geared towards more people that are at the beginning um, and are trying to figure out their why or maybe a leap of faith into a new idea that they've got that they're not sure is going to work out. And that I always grew up with people saying to me that um, good things come to those who wait. And that as I've got older and I've been running a business now for a fair period of time, have learned that that's not true um, because it's never the perfect time and things don't just land on your lap. So I believe great things happen, happen, happen to, to those that don't wait. Um, so if you've, got an idea or you're not really too sure what your why is and you're waiting because the time's not right or the market doesn't feel right it will never be right so start now and whatever it is you're doing take that leap how has this conversation had an impact on you what value have you received from tuning in what are your reflections with actions Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.